0: Your horoscope is a beautiful map of the heavens, the moment you took your first breath. And in that map is so much more than whether you're a Leo or a Libra or a Cancer. Mm -hmm. There are all these different positions that all have something to say about who you are. And we're here to grow in love and consciousness while we're alive.
1: That's Heidi Rose Robbins, and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Hey guys, I'm your host Kara Duffy and you are in for a delicious conversation today with our special guest, Heidi Rose Robbins. Heidi is an esoteric astrologer who works with people from all over the world, including having many celebrity clients. She's an author, a multiple head speaker, a coach, and the creator and host of the Radiance Project podcast. She's an example of how to use your light to show others how to access their own innate power and liberation. I can't wait to hear what you guys get from this special episode. Before we jump in, I wanna remind you to ask yourself, where are you choosing good enough when you know there's an opportunity to choose extraordinary? I invite you to come to one of my workshops, join my Thrive membership, or even book a free introductory coaching session so that you can start listening to yourself as worthy and deserving of the dream life you imagine. And start having a plan to make it all happen. What could be possible by stepping into your power? Visit thepowerfulladies.com or caraduffy.com to take action today. Well, welcome to the Powerful Ladies Podcast.
0: Thank you, Carrot. so good to be here.
1: I am really excited to talk to you today. Um, you have such an interesting job and how you help people, I think, is so fascinating. So I want to dive right in. Um, but let's begin. Please tell everybody who you are and, you know, what you do for the world.
0: Hmm, Love that. Well, I'm an astrologer and I'm a poet. I sometimes like to say I'm a poet with the map of the heavens in my pocket. Um, I also love to work with women, particularly um, in retreat settings and one-on-one, and um, I love to combine poetry and astrology as tools for self-discovery.
1: How did you get into astrology being how you get to help people and spend your day?
0: I know, isn't it so good? I'm lucky. Um, I, well, I was born into it, is the short answer. Mm-hmm. I, My father is an astrologer and a teacher, and from the get-go, it was like I was sort of living in a bilingual household. And so he always spoke astrology to me. And I have two brothers who, you mm-hmm. know it. What never grew interested. So I just happened to be the one that had the sort of like, hmm, that sounds fascinating. And uh, he would just talk to me about friends and talk to me about world events. And he would always do it through the lens of astrology. And the good thing is he was never pushy. So I got to go to him, you know, and say, hey, yeah. Dad, when I was about 18, like, I- I'd love to learn more, you know? hmm
1: and this is a topic that so many people follow and use and are fascinated by and come back to. And it is not something that is always respected in the scientific community or in culture in Western culture in general. Um, you know, what do you say to people who are doubters about it or don't understand it? Is it really just a lack of getting it that's the that, is that the space that's missing or, Um, How does it work for you, and what what do you know about it that people should?
0: Well, maybe I would just say, I would just offer a broad, grand, lovely invitation to get curious. The minute that we close ourselves down and say, that's nonsense, before we've even listened for a moment to somebody mm-hmm. who has actual knowledge, then we've just started to close down our life and life gets far less interesting. So I've had many, many clients who have brought spouses in who were skeptical and they all start like sitting seven feet away from me, do you know, but slowly <laughs> they'll come and they'll lean yes. in because people feel seen and understood and heard. And look, it's it's changing dramatically, Kara, that the mm-hmm. the willingness to look at astrology, um I have been doing this now for 25 years, and it is dramatic what's happened in the last five years. I think the younger generation is coming in and saying it's a great tool. Are you kidding me? L- let me learn. I mean, I'll take anything and everything that that offers its goodness to my own development. So mm-hmm. I just say, like, just get curious. If you're skeptical, and and um. And come meet with me and we'll have a chat.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and, and I think most people think of astrology, they think of, you know, the back of a magazine where they get to read their monthly horoscope. It's so much more than that. So for people who that's their reference point, What else can they access working with you and and diving into astrology at a deeper level?
0: Yeah, it's so important to go beyond the kind of don't go outside tomorrow, a rock will fall on your head, or you're going to have a great Sexy day or whatever, you know. I mean, astrology (laughs) is a study of the heavens. It's a beautiful, your horoscope is a beautiful map of the heavens the moment you took your first breath. And in that map is so much more than whether you're a Leo or a Libra or a Cancer. Mm -hmm. There are all these different positions that all have something to say about who you are. And we're here to grow in love and consciousness while we're alive, and each of these energies is exquisite and offers us gifts, and we get to dance with that in the realm of astrology. So, um, you're given like a a, a treasure map to the the Mm -hmm. center of yourself, and you're given a map, also an invitation to give the best of yourself to humanity. dare I get that that grand? Yes. I mean, yeah. you're here to figure out your gift and astrology can help you do that. Mm-hmm. you know, and we can go into details later, but that's the that's the basic.
1: I, I've always loved it. you know, I still have a little book I got from my mom when I was like for Easter years and years and years ago. I think I was maybe like seven. That's like a little book about being a Libra. And it's like, what do you, what are your personality traits? You know, how do you match with different signs, what to be aware of? And I still have it. And it's always been really interesting to me to see um, when it shows up and how I've evolved as a, as as I age and what parts show up or come back. Um, So I, I think it's fascinating. I also think anything that can give you insight into who you are for personal development and awareness matters so much. Like, I'm always like, take all the tests. <laughs> you know, take, exactly. take the enneagram. Take the strength binder. Like, what does it, what does it show you? Um, you know, as a as a coach, so much of the work I do, and I'm sure you do as well, is about blind spots, and you know, letting people see. There's so much more than this like tunnel vision they've been stuck in, either from being exhausted or overwhelmed or just not looking up, like it amazes me <laughs> how many people don't stop, pause, and like look around because there's so much more that we don't see every day. Um, you know, what's what's been some of the coolest things that you as a guide for people have, have experienced through them?
0: You know, I just have to say it's such a privilege to sit with people. And now I've sat with thousands of people and I there's always a moment when something softens uh, and it can happen within yeah. the first like six minutes, do you know, when people start to say, oh, you see that. Oh, it's not my own little secret about myself. And that can be, you know, the good secret or the bad secret, you know, and I'm not yeah. saying I'm psychic at all. I'm saying that I, I look at these beautiful positions in a horoscope and I can, and I know some things about the makeup of this being before me. And of mm-hmm. course, I'm sitting with them and I'm feeling into where they may be stuck at this particular moment. I, I just wrote a whole series of little astrological love letter books, and what I what I think I was trying to do there is just remind people of how magnificent they are. And you know mm-hmm. it's so funny, Kara? Um, the the woman who published these books, uh, Lindsay Smith, she has this story, and just like you, her mother gave her this little cancer book when she was seven mm-hmm. years old, and she burst into tears because she thought her parents were trying to tell her that she had cancer. And she... <laughs> (laughs) And she had this, like, huge, like, you know, breakdown, whatever. But in any case, like, you know, then now, you know, 30 years later or something, Mm -hmm. we publish these little books together. And they're just meant to be, look at the magnificence of you. And also, like you said, look at these places where you might get stuck, where we might Mm -hmm. get into our own little wretchedness that we need to shine some light on to free ourselves. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, there's so many... um, clients will come to me and say things like oh like I'm just I'm too controlling or I'm too micromanaging or I'm too something uh, I always have to stop them and be like hold on like what's wrong with that like there's always a yin and a yang right so if we're really good at organizing it can also mean that we overorganize <laughs> sometimes right yeah um the, the last call was uh, someone who's like I see all the worst case scenarios and I was like that's actually a huge tool that means that you can plan for it and, and prevent it from happening. And she had never thought about this trait she had, that it could have any light to it. So Mm. I love that you're creating these love letters for people because it's part of my mission is to get people to stop saying, I can't and not me. And to, to think that every... I love the honoring of that. Like, you were born perfect and awesome and exciting. And, like, let's remind you. And here's a book all about you that you may or may not know. Um, Plus, the books look beautiful. So um, Mm. I would highly recommend people get them because... Everyone needs beautiful books on their bookshelf, especially that can be about them.
0: <laughs> just if they look pretty, they've done their work, right? <laughs> you know, it's so interesting. I love what you just said about the, mm-hmm. you know, how we always say too much to this, to that, and and if we just allow ourselves, we take away the two and just allow ourselves mm-hmm. the the to 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 embrace that word. And what's interesting in astrology is that. There's always the pairings, right? So, if you're a Libra, the opposite sign is Aries. You know, if you're Mm -hmm. a Taurus, the opposite sign is Scorpio. And so, even if you feel too much, guess what? The opposite side of the stick is in your being. And so, you know, even if as a Libra, you might feel too accommodating or too people-pleasing— always over here on the other side is Aries. That's like, I am a powerful woman coming forth, or I am a powerful man coming forth and offering my gift. And I don't, I don't compromise and I don't Mm over-accommodate. So you always have, you know, you always have the balancing agent there.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, one thing I think is really interesting, I saw an article about it recently is that, you know, we know that there's been shifts in, um, in the universe over time, right? Whether it's, you know, magnetic fields, the tilt to the earth, all of these things. Is astrology being looked at based on when people were born and where things were in a more refined level than how we kind of have them currently set up? Like, for example, I'm a cusp, right? So I'm the 22nd of October. So depending on when I was born in the, you know, where and when, is there are there slight shifts to consider based on where the poles were like more more of the um i guess exact mapping versus just staying kind of in the in the normal zones of what a astrological sign would be does that make sense and maybe be clear
0: well i I'll answer it in two ways the first is okay. that if you have your exact time of birth we, we talk about cuspiness a lot, and I would mm-hmm. say your sun is where it is. So if you were born <laughs> at 29 degrees Libra, 52 minutes, and five mm-hmm. minutes later you would have been a Scorpio, guess what? You are still a Libra, and you chose to yeah. came come in as a Libra. Now, you might... Scorpio, because you might have some personal planets in Scorpio that bring in the Scorpio energy, but your sun is where it is at that specific moment and in specific Mm -hmm. relationship to all the other planets. And I guess I would say, you know, yes, astrology continues to evolve. We continue to discover planets and discover, you know, bodies in the heavens that we didn't know were there. And so we can get more and more refined and specific around the exact minutia and detail of the heavens, which of Mm -hmm. course allows us to go back and say, oh, you know, we hadn't discovered Chiron until 1976 or 77. And so, then we go back in time and we say, what does this mean in terms of our own birth and our own, you know. So, I think we need to be incredibly specific about our time of birth, and sometimes people don't really get that. They're like, I was born around nine. Yes, that's good to know, but in Mm -hmm. terms of using astrology as a as a Brilliant and specific science and art. We need the exact yeah. time. Do you know? Yeah. yeah.
1: And and for everyone listening to give more clarity of what I was asking before. Um, essentially, based on how how the planet has changed and our exact pole, like uh, north south poles and all of that. Somebody who was born October twenty second at Cleopatra time versus October twenty second when I was. Like th- there could be a, um, based on science, there might be a slight difference in yeah, yeah. what everything would be because of how the earth has moved and other things have shifted in regards to ever, all the positioning. That's what I was referring to. Yes. Okay. Yes. A Greek Libra, what might be different than a modern, you know, 21st century Libra, slightly. More yes. Like yes, where it fits we, in the cycle.
0: Mm-hmm. It's tricky to go back and look way back and try to get an exact mm-hmm. chart based on the charting that we're doing now. That is absolutely true. Yeah, Yeah.
1: yeah which i think is cool because it says that it's it's not stuck right as you said earlier it's evolving the more we know and the more we see and like poor pluto got kicked out
0: <laughs> but you know <laughs> like, what i have to say i keep on i can't i can't stop calling pluto a planet <laughs> <I can't, laughs> you know I can't i've either. just you know maybe yeah. we've demoted it astronomically but um it's such <laughs> a powerful archetypal energy that you know even i, I just keep on saying it's a planet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, you know, choosing to go into this line of work, you know, you were pulled to it, your your father was in it, you you came to him with it. Um, when was a moment when you had confirmation, like, yes, this is exactly what I'm supposed to do? Like, this is why I'm here.
0: Mm, that's yeah, that's a good question. Well, you know, it's so interesting because for the first I would say 30 years of my life, I was very focused on theater and performance and, um, mm-hmm. but almost immediately upon finishing graduate school, I said to myself, this was not about acting. <laughs> this was actually about presence and community mm-hmm. and, um, um encouragement and group work and like it, you know, a life is funny how it evolves and how it prepares you for things, right? Mm-hmm. And so quietly quietly astrology with was was with me all along and I loved it for myself and then I started to do it for my friends, but I was still directing and I was still mm-hmm. performing and I was still doing all this. And then there was a moment when I moved to Boulder, Colorado, and a, a dear friend of mine, David Tresumer, invited me to come and start working, sort of combining. It, it, uh, astrology and theater. It, it, we called it ceremonial theater. And so I started to blend these worlds. And mm-hmm. right when I started to blend the worlds and started to teach it and started to direct some pieces that blended these worlds, I said, oh my gosh, this is my sweet spot, you know, mm-hmm. because I can use theater to help people grow into their fullest offering um using the chart and you know so so I still do that and I offer mm-hmm. retreats and we embody the energies and we explore how it feels in the body because I don't think anything can change until you really know it and feel it in your body you know mm-hmm. so um so I guess it was a moment in boulder when I was like you know late 20s late 20s and I was probably right around my Saturn return and I said, huh, I think I've found, I think I've struck gold here.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, and and that brings up for me, there's two things that were great. The first is how you took two of your areas of interest and like mashed them together to find like, that is it, right? I think people get nervous to combine things that seem so different sometimes. And, um, but that's where there's so much gold for all of us to lean in on. And then I also love that you mentioned like the return of your Saturn, because I know for my life, there are clear cycles. I don't even, like, you know, I am not charting anything. I'm sure there's so much growth I could have if I did. But like, I know I'm like, ooh, it's been about seven years. That's why this is ha-. like, I can feel the shifts happening again. And I know that right now I'm in a big shift again. Like it's, an, I mean, when there's a level up shifts, I can just feel it. And, and based on what's happening, and I'm one of those people that l- loses my mind when I'm in like the lull. It is mm. so hard to embrace the like waiting for things to click. Yeah, uh, like it makes me a little crazy. Uh, so it's so refreshing to not be in that space <laughs> right now and to be in a more energized zone. Um, but can you speak to like what some of those cycles are and how they how they impact us by way of astrology?
0: Yeah. It's, it's so true, by the way, in terms of like, if somebody's feeling skeptical, one of the best ways to introduce astrology is to go back through the life and sort of point out certain mm-hmm. moments of the life that might have had a certain texture. And then they're like, well, yeah, actually, I did get divorced. Oh, I, you know. So you start, to, yeah. you start to look at the cycles that have passed so that you can encourage people about the cycles to come, right? So, for example, mm-hmm. if you are—are are you, are you a Libra, in fact— Yeah, yeah, October 22nd. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, so part of the reason that you might be feeling that Libra, you know, feeling the up-leveling is because we're in a cycle right now where Jupiter... And Saturn are both in the sign of Aquarius, which Mm -hmm. is an air sign which activates your Libra air sign. So suddenly the air and the communication and the exchange is like, oh Mm -hmm. my gosh, it's all happening. You know, and Aquarius Mm -hmm. is such a distributive sign and getting it out there. And a podcast like this is such a Libran endeavor. You know, we're talking, (laughs) we're having a conversation, we're, you know. Um, But I would just say to you, there are certain cycles. Yes, there's a Saturn return, it happens when we're about Mm -hmm. 28 to 29 to 30. And then it happens again when we're like 56 to 60. And this is a time of huge decisions in our life and real maturation and real um, commitment. And people get married and people get divorced and people start new jobs. It's a very deliberate, clear Mm decision-making time. Whereas if I'll give you another example, Jupiter takes 12 years to go around the chart. So every 12 years, it will hit certain positions in your chart And you'll have a Jupiter return at like 12 and 24 and 36 and 48. And Jupiter's Mm -hmm. all about fruition and growth and opportunity and you meet people and Job opportunities come your way. I mean, it's like yes. it's expansion. So you got you have to look at the the orbits of the planets to look at these cycles. If you live mm-hmm. to be eighty four, you'll have a Uranus return because Uranus takes eighty four years to go around the chart, and that's like, like a total liberating energy, you know. Uh, so the, the cycles are fascinating, mm-hmm. and astrology is primarily a science of cycles and relationships. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I think yeah. it's amazing. Um, how, so a lot of things are happening right now. You see all these like women moon circles and there's a lot of moon conversations happening <laughs> in, yeah. in you know, I live by the beach, right? So there's like the events at the beach. There's We just had those, you know, strawberry supermoon. Is, is the moon thing as big as people are making it, or is it much more of like, I would imagine it's much more one of many, and it's just becoming a trend thing to talk about right now because people see it more than they see other things.
0: Yeah, I think it's a way in. And I write moon notes every morning on Instagram because it's a way in for people Mm -hmm. to understand a rhythm or a cycle. If you had to study cycles waiting every 12 years, and learn, you know, it wouldn't work so well. But if you can study every two to two and a half days the moon changing position, or if you can watch the cycle of the moon, you know, that's a pretty powerful thing. It's funny because in esoteric astrology, which I practice, the moon is actually considered the place where we get stuck in old patterns and where we might feel safe, but we have to outgrow it. So Mm -hmm. I consider it very much... Um, and I also think because the Moon is so deeply connected to the Divine Feminine that and the Divine Feminine is rising, as it were, I think that's part mm-hmm. of the reason that the Moon is being so emphasized. But we are definitely going to open to uh, the acknowledgement and celebration and of, of many other planets and positions.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you think of the words powerful and ladies… Mm-hmm. What do they mean to you separately, and when do they? Does it the definition change when they're combined into the phrase "powerful ladies"?
0: You know, I feel it's so interesting because power is—you um, get—I get an image of power. You know, power is like assertion, standing in one's own, uprightness, speaking out, and all of those things are beautiful and true. Uh, but I think that the deepest power comes from our knowledge of self and offering our gift with the most profound fierce love and so power for me is inextricably linked to love and um but it's love motivated by the desire for change anger about conditions you know you can have you can have love fueled or anger fueled oh, by yeah. love, do you know? Mm-hmm. So I mean power for me is never just like the assertion, it's what happens in your being when you are aligned with your work, when you're giving of yourself generously, when you're standing in love. Yeah. Um and ladies, ladies, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, That's how, how I know. hear it. <laughs> I hear it kind of it's kind of I hear it very playful in a way. Yeah. Do you know? Um and and something about ladies, at least in the in the past, has felt very much like there's something about gathering with that word, you know, coming together somehow. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I, I hear it as a, a call, an invoc, you know, come on now, step up. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I hear it together, you know, this yeah. is who we are. Let's step up. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. You know, how what's the greatest transformation that you've seen for clients you've worked with? Like how how big of an impact can you know, diving into your own astrology, how can it? How much can it move somebody?
0: Look, it can move. It can move people hugely in the realm of their career, daring mm-hmm. steps. It can move people hugely in the realm of of daring to love more, to give their gifts. I would say, and 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 a and a deep inner level. It can be a profound self acceptance and self compassion that Mm -hmm. changes everything. Do you know? So, when we are willing to claim and live into and soften around the being that we are, everything changes. And astrology deeply connects us to, to the soul purpose and to the soul love and so you know i can it can speak i think the inner change occurs and then every outer change that you could possibly want i've seen happen you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know i mean everything people falling in love after you know many 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 years of searching people finally getting their first big job after many years of working hard people finally having their baby people finally divorcing you know it's like mm-hmm. every every change can can be seen and can be encouraged and can be looked at with an objective lens through astrology
1: yeah um i also love that it you know there's it allows you to see possibility in what you already have you know, I, I, it makes me crazy when everyone's always trying to work on what they don't have or what they think they're not good at. And I'm like, there's so much you're already good at. <laughs> like, yeah, let's yeah. just double down there. Like, you know, if, if you're not good at, if your writing isn't your thing, like talk, draw, like we don't need to fall into patterns that other people have created for us. And I'm constantly trying to move people back into where should you go? Where should you go? And to me, the work that you're doing allows people to see that as well. Like you are perfect just the way you are. So like, what do you got? What are the tools in your toolkit and how do we use them?
0: Yeah, and you know what? If if, if people just started to learn their rising sign position, which mm-hmm. is mo- so many more people are learning that now, which is the sign that was at the horizon the moment that you took your first breath. And if, if you only spent the rest of your life steeping in, cultivating, giving the gift of your rising sign with a great sense of humor about how we get, you know, stuck and Mm -hmm. how we, you know, sabotage ourselves with a sense of humor about it. If we just kept standing in the light of our rising sign and saying, what a blessing that I get to stand in the stream of this, Mm -hmm. we would be good to go. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) You mentioned before that when you hear the word ladies, it's like a call to gathering. How have women in your life contributed to your path and where you are now? And, you know, how have they gotten you through some hard times?
0: Um, I have been enormously blessed in my life to have incredible women around me from the get-go. And um, Mm -hmm. I had a little circle in high school, a little circle in college, a little circle in graduate school um, that have just um been total inspiration and for the last 10 years have offered these radiant life retreats um most mostly for women although now now men as well yeah. um but uh it is the greatest honor to sit in a circle with women and to recognize that in any circle you could look in the space and you could say oh you are you're here to offer me something i can feel it oh i have something for you oh you drive me a little crazy but i am going to work on that <laughs> you know and so but i mean i this is one of the greatest um joys of my life is the women in my life because uh there is something about uh, my experience of working with women is that we are all here lifting one another and reflecting the beauty of one another and 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 it's so yeah. different than the typical like how we've somehow been you know named in the past of like we're mm-hmm. all catty we all just want to destroy each other whatever it's yeah. um of course that exists sadly but mm-hmm. less you know I, I think the more that women are here to teach collaboration true Aquarian spirit like we can we really can lift one another
1: Mm -hmm. Um, you have done a great job as your career in this space has expanded of, of working your value ladder right you've added the books you've added the podcast you have the retreats like you're you keep looking for new ways to give this to more people how has, you know, adding the podcast and adding the books into what you offer, how has that changed how you think about your business and how has that changed um, your level of impact?
0: Well, yeah, there was a moment three years ago, I guess, that um, that I really started a bunch of things. I started about three and a half years ago. I started the podcast. Mm-hmm. I started the Moon Notes Um, I started brewing about the books. I started talking about the books with everyone, you know. Um, I started calling in my allies, you know, Mm -hmm. calling in help. And um, I guess I would just say all of these branches have just helped me feel the ripple out into the world. And so now the most unusual six degrees of separation occurs, you know, and Mm -hmm. I can feel. And I get notes, of course, that say, you know this this saved my day, or this made a difference, or and so that's a, that's such a gift to hear that mm-hmm. if you show up in your authenticity, um, you can help another navigate their hard times. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love this. There's a beautiful idea around service that is offered by this teacher named Joel Kuhl, and he he basically just says that our truest service is the spontaneous expression of self. So it's not about like, I'm going to go do this and go do that. Although we need everyone to be on the front line, you know, we need people to be on the front lines Mm -hmm. actively, you know, but if you are truly being who you are meant to be in the world, that is the greatest service you can offer. And so that's what I just try to do as authentically as I can. And I try to show up when I feel crappy and say, hey, (laughs) I feel crappy and I look like a mess, but I'm here for you, do you know? Or Mm -hmm. I try to show up when I'm in my highest of highs and say, this is possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the books, the books have been such a joy because I really did. I went away to Ojai one day because I had this image while I was getting a massage. I was like, Rebecca, I just had this amazing image. And I went away to Ojai and I actually made one of the books. They were like, I I hand wrote it and made this little book. And I was like, this is what I'm going to make over the next, like, this is going to happen in the next Mm -hmm. year and a half. And I put it on my altar, which is really just a pretty little thing by my bed. And I yeah. put a little stone on it and I said, This is gonna happen. And I then I just started to talk about it with joy because it was so meaningful to me to give these these love letter gifts. And and then I'm at a party and I'm talking with a woman and I don't know she's a publisher and I talk about the books and I'm just oh la 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 la. And then a week later she says, Can we do this? Do you know. So it's like yeah. the uh, just the power of mad, you know, the magic meeting the intention.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and you know. Two things that I hear in that, in leading up to that is you listening to your intuition, taking action on it, declaring it was going to happen, not knowing how, didn't matter how, we know it's going to happen. And then you told everyone about it, right? Just, just authentically. And to me, the biggest, if people did one thing, it's if just tell people what excites you and what you want to create, just say it. Because I I am always amazed at how who you need to take the next step shows up if you're telling people about it.
0: People want to help. People want (laughs) to help. And Mm -hmm. I would say everything good has come in my life has come because I invest in relationship and I I I deeply care about people and wanting to help Mm -hmm. them take their next step. And so every amazing opportunity has come through uh, a person saying, Hey, you've got to go experience her or, Hey, let me help you with that. You know? Mm -hmm. So
1: we, I always like to talk to guests about eight-year-old self. So when you were eight, would eight-year-old you have imagined the work you're doing now? Um, and if not, what did eight-year-old you want to create in the world? Mm -hmm.
0: I think eight-year-old me, um, was very interested in any kind of performing, you know, any kind of, any, I think my dad tells me that I would go into the kitchen and say, and do a dance. And then I'd say, clap, clap. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, um, I definitely liked to have my, I'd like to, I liked to, I also liked to cheer people. I liked Mm -hmm. to To bring light to people, I liked to, you know, um, make people feel better, which has its, Mm -hmm. you know, tricky part, too, as we get older, right? We have to learn how to not always play that role. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think my eight-year-old self knew something about wanting to share without apology and wanting to share without hesitation and wanting to share my heart. I think my Mm eight-year-old self knew something about my heart, and she still does, and... um, I, I would never have imagined myself as an astrologer, but I certainly would have imagined, I think, the poet self or the um the the teacher self in some way.
1: hmm Uh I know as coach, like I can't turn coach off. So I have to be really mindful to not coach my family, <laughs> my friends. <laughs> I have to be really aware of like, hold on, I know <laughs> what you're thinking, ask first. Now is not the time. Um do you have to catch yourself uh, not providing the guidance and advice that you see to the loved ones in your life?
0: I love the language of astrology, and I probably have not made it through a day since I started astrology without speaking the language in some way. Um mm-hmm. But honestly, like this is kind of funny. But I'm I'm so exhausted with um, at this point, like I'm so full with astrology right now that some yeah. now when I go inside and and uh, you know have dinner, it's just like don't talk to me about astrology. Don't you know? Like, <laughs> you know? And so I do. I can't. I think that, that if I were answering you truthfully, I would say anytime a friend is t- having a conversation with me and we're, I will always be like, well, wow, that is fascinating. But I don't feel the need to mm-hmm. solve anything. I just like to go. Yeah. Remember It's your Saturn return or whatever it is, (laughs) you know. So I might just drop a little piece in there, but I don't. I don't want to sit down and give them a session, you know.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, what do you do to protect yourself and rejuvenate yourself and give yourself the the recharge that you need to keep giving in such a full way to everyone?
0: You know, this is the piece, my friend, that I (laughs) am that I am learning still. And, mm-hmm. and am not um have not mastered. And uh, I, I just was reading a book about burnout. Um, and, and I was like, oh, this is fascinating, do you know? Even reading the book made me feel softer and and quieter. But I will just say this what I do, and I'm still not perfect at it, is I do need solitude. And I do, mm-hmm. I do for the last 10 years, um, I would say twice a year, I take myself away for several nights. And I just write and I walk and I drink tea and I just completely unplug. And um, I know in my being that I need solitude Mm -hmm. and silence and no talking um, for big chunks of time. And I I just recently did a week because I was working on a book where I was just Mm -hmm. by myself and I could have done four weeks <laughs> I mean, yeah like, <laughs> you yeah. know so that's really the only thing that I have figured out except for making sure that like there's beauty around you know like if I have mm-hmm. a, a, you know tulips in my life or you know it, it, that that does that I to have beauty around me really is replenishing for me Hmm. um what sign are you, may, may we ask? Yes, I'm an Aries, so you and I are opposite. I'm an Aries with Leo rising and a Capricorn moon. Love it. Yeah.
1: Um. So as you are continuing to expand your business and your, your acts of service, what's next for you and what are you excited about now that we're getting a little bit back to the new normal?
0: Yeah, well... Um, There are many things boiling and Um, bubbling—bubbling, one could say. Um, I will be going back to the Radiant Life retreats. We've taken, you know, a year and a half off, so there'll be one in March of 2022. Um, I am working on another book right now that will come out in the fall of 2022 as well um, that's going to be a kind of 365 Days of Astrological Encouragement. Um, And... Honestly, I am working to create more spaciousness because I do sense that I've been so on output for um, Mm -hmm. a bunch of years now. Something else wants to enter. I know it, but there's no space. So I'm Mm -hmm. trying to create actually a schedule where I'm working with clients only this many days of the month, you know, and then the other days are going to be Unscheduled, dare I say, and to see what enters, because yeah. I do think there's something more poetic, more mm-hmm. um, i don't I don't know that wants to come through, and I see I really yeah. don't know, and that's a beautiful thing to not know uh, because it's exciting um so i'm I'm both moving things forward and wanting to say yes and also being really rigorous and careful mm-hmm. about what the fall looks like,
1: yes um the the workshop for july that i'm doing is all about boundaries
0: very good so
1: (laughs) you and i might be getting similar signs of you know like we of creating space you know and and how do we the only way i know of to get all the things and make room for what i don't know is the boundaries piece um i'm a huge proponent of of schedule blocking and putting it on the calendar. You know, my calendar is a love language. (laughs) If you're on my calendar, it means I love you. It's going to happen. And, you know, I love that you talked about you feel this poking of like, hey, can we hang out? Hey, I want to come. And we don't know who's knocking on the door, but we're like, okay, well, can you wait until Thursday? (laughs) Because I don't have any time until then, right? Um, And I also love what Elizabeth Gilbert says in Big Magic of exactly what you were talking about, of how do we leave room for what we don't know is coming or what's next, or just the opportunity to let our mind go. Um, I love the idea of taking a couple of days and hiding with myself somewhere. That's, yeah, um, And I think more people should do that. I also think there's power in in the retreats that you put together of getting to You still get that escape, but you're getting an escape with other energies and other intentions and, again, space to go places that you don't normally allow yourself to go. We get so overwhelmed and so rigid that, you know, being the balanced Libra that I am, it's like, cool, how can we have structure and not structure at the same time? Yes, Um, yes. Because I I work with my business coach, but probably I should be working with somebody like you about the (laughs) pendulum swings that I get as a Libra of, all right, let's organize everything. Oh, nope, I hate organization. Let's come back over here, (laughs) right? So I know I'm always striving for getting the the true balance where I want it. Um, And it's a tricky thing because of how we go through those different cycles, I think. And if I'm in a lull, I will try to control more than if I'm in not the lull.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's beautifully said about Libra and sometimes with Libra <laughs> it's like about it, Libra c- because it's weighing things so much, you know, mm-hmm. and and it has a hard time it goes one direction and then the other and it also is like I should I don't know what to do next and so with Libra it's always mm-hmm. about what is the next tiny right choice yeah. for this moment. You know, so that I stay yeah. on that narrow path between these two wildly sw- you know, swinging opposites and yeah, yeah it's and and of course, balance is never achieved. <laughs> right. Mm-mm. I mean, no. for a taste, for a moment, for a moment, we're like, oh, that feels so good, and then the phone call or the knock on the door, or whatever it is. So Libras yes. are always a striving for balance, but it's mm-hmm. never really achieved. Um, and so yeah. if you let your you let yourself off the hook with that, you're like, mm, th- that helps too.
1: <laughs> yes, I think I think I like the the tighter swing versus the extreme. Right. So if you're in the tight one, we're all right. When it gets a little crazy, I'm like, "Whew!" Um, and I, it makes me wonder now how often, and this is something I would I would love to grow into and figure out. How often am I coaching as Libra to other signs versus coaching uh, whomever showing up? Right? Because in my mind, a lot of what how I help people is the boundaries and the setup and the structures and you know, what should you be doing? What do you love? And pulling people a little bit closer to creating systems for themselves. Because um, that's usually why I work with a lot of creative entrepreneurs because I can provide systems and structures and you say spreadsheet and they cry. <laughs> so um, it's, I think it's really, uh, it's. It, I'm going to start looking at that to see what's showing up as where am I being a Libra versus where am I really listening intently for them?
0: So, well, but also there the might takeaway. be drawn to you precisely because mm-hmm. you're the Libra that has that, you know, and it's um, yeah. and it's always interesting to, you know this, to watch who comes mm-hmm. to us and to see if that yes. evolves or changes or who's coming now and is it about, because we, as we give mm-hmm. our own counsel to the wonderful humans that come and work with us, of course it's an interesting little thing look at the self as well what are we saying do you know what is Mm -hmm. our current monologue or or our current fixation right yeah Mm -hmm. teaching what we need to learn all of that yeah
1: yes um you uh there's a lot of like core choices right that people are always asking themselves the unanswerable questions for a lot of people it's about being accepted and about being loved as a Libra it's always did I make the right choice not for all things but big things um you know, and and but all of it comes back to, I think, love at the end of the day. When, when you look at the broad variety of people, especially between 12 signs and then the infinite, it seems to me, combinations of all that you are, um, are there core truths that you think everyone can go back to no matter what sign they are or where they're at right now?
0: Hmm. That's a big question, Kara. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's maybe what I should have let you put for. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I mean, I-, I would just say there are core principles that I live by that um, that set me right, and mm-hmm. um, a lot of them w- were planted by a beloved teacher of mine, Sophia Diaz, and um, and that it's it's so wonderful when we're when we're gifted a teacher early in life that then gets to sort of we get to evolve with that person and we get to say thank you for passing the wisdom on, you know? And one of the things that she would always say is there is no preservation of love. There is only liberation of love. And for me, that's so much about You know, sometimes we're afraid, and so we're cautious. And so we say, well, Mm -hmm. I have this much love, I'm going to hold on to it. Or I have this much love, I'm not going to dare to risk this much love, do you know? And so every sign has an opportunity to liberate love. And if we can ask ourselves how we can liberate love in our lives, that's a beautiful question to ask. And if we Mm -hmm. can also ask ourselves, how can we realize more beauty in our lives? And realize is a good word because it's mm-hmm. really about discovering. I might be looking at a big plot of dirt, but how can I realize the beauty there and and see the light that underlies all things? Mm-hmm. So I, I think for me, it's always returning back to the principles of love and beauty in each of the signs and also... How can we there's a true power, love, and intelligence in each of us? How is it manifested with the beauty and dance of these signs and if we ask ourselves the beautiful questions of power of beauty and uh, of intelligence and love we're 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 in good shape
1: no i i I completely love that, and you know you said uh, at the beginning of this podcast, if you could dare to project things as grand, and I think you can because you know, if if we start with ourselves and then it goes into our household and it goes into the community, there's so much energy right now that is being spent in the wrong places. And when people ask me, like, how can we change the world? I'm like, it's there, right? Like, how can we shift our energy? How can we shift our intentions? And it doesn't need, you don't need to start with the the cure for cancer as like step one <laughs> Right. it's 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 getting to know you so you can be honest with yourself so that you can get to that liberation you're talking about that freedom the you know there's you know if I could wave a magic wand it'd be like all right we're going to sprinkle Heidi dust on everybody so we can just like get the show going <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah yeah I
1: just it, it's um I think that's what breaks my heart about, you know, where the, where the world is right now. And I'm so excited that there seems to be this shift into purpose and alignment and going deeper, whether that's people go, like doing that with, with having a coach, if it's doing, you know, going through astrology, if it's going through, you know, therapy, like whatever avenue is going to let you go deeper. I'm like, please just start now. We'll probably go through all of them at some point. Yeah. Um but there's, I think we're the past year and a half is landing with people that the cycle we've been in individually and collectively like isn't working. So what do we ha- where do where can we start?
0: That's beautifully said. I I actually also loved that image that of the sort of outreach because I always mm-hmm. think of I think that more and more that we, we grow. Previously, we may have grown linearly. Previously, we may have said, well, now that's my next goal and that's my next goal and that's my next goal. But I think Mm -hmm. um, there's something about the divine feminine growing spherically so we start yeah. out and we say, I'm gonna build the lighted house of my body. I'm gonna build the lighted house of my home. I'm gonna build the lighted house of my community. And you your outreach grows wider and wider and wider and until it becomes the family, becomes humanity. And so yeah. I think there's something that we can we have to get out of this mode of like, it's an uphill climb and I'm by myself. It's like we're yeah. doing this together. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some old story about how like there's a doorway that you have to get through to get to the other side, you know, to cross the threshold to have an initiation of consciousness to grow. Mm-hmm. You cannot fit through it by yourself. You can only fit through it holding hands. Oh, I love that. Isn't that beautiful? So that it's like is. Yeah. It changes when you are, it's it's too. Um, You know, Hafiz also has a beautiful poem about, like, uh, it's too dangerous to not hold hands, you know? We have to Mm -hmm. climb together, and I am all about that. (laughs) Well,
1: I've been using the uh, Peloton app recently, and I use their outdoor, their running workouts, which I never thought I used to run I stopped being a runner. I'm like, no, I'm still a runner. We're getting it back. And I've been using their runs. So I coached myself back into running. And Robin, who's their kind of head uh, instructor, in one of the workouts says, like, she tells you in that, as we're finishing the run, like, put your hands out. We're all holding hands. We're not next to you, but we're all holding hands. Like We just did all this together. And as I'm like finishing the cool down, I'm always putting my hands out and pretending I'm holding hands because there's... Such a refreshing reminder about the fact that, you know, we we can feel alone a lot. And I think entrepreneurs may feel it every day more than others because often we're like in this box <laughs> of an office that we made, talking to screens where there's no one there half the time. Yeah. Or writing by ourselves. Like there's so much uh output that we're doing that may or may not be cycling back to us, which is why I love, you know. The podcasting piece, which I'm sure doesn't surprise you, <laughs> no, <laughs> and I'm a Libra, um, but there's something so refreshing about remembering that not only are there people out there who, if we can't see them or feel them, like they're still there to hold hands with us, but literally knowing that we need people to make it through the door that way um, is just, it makes me feel warm inside and good mm-hmm. and gives me goosebumps to, to just mm-hmm. to be reminded that that's the only way that we can go forward in the powerful way we want, and what you were saying about the cycles and where people are going and not being linear, I listened to a podcast recently where they were talking about the how to leave Earth's orbit, a rocket has to make a funnel shape. It doesn't look like it uh, from our perspective, but it yeah. is. And I use that all the time because I have a background in product creation, and the product creation cycle is not a straight line. Like It really is a, a spiral. And I really think that applies to human development as well, right? Like all, clients will get frustrated. Why am I still having a money conversation? I thought we got through this. I'm like, yeah, you did. When the money conversation was, how do I make 10k this month? But now we're talking about, you know, breaking through past 100k this month. Like, you, we still need to. It, it'll. I see a repeat of yeah. conversations with people that keep showing up as they grow even if the conversation gets a little smaller or different, but I know it's going to circle back around. That's what I, that's what I see with people. So it makes so much sense to me to see um, the orbiting that humans have through their life, aligning with the work you do and aligning with these repeat conversations and triggers. And it just keeps evolving with you. You can't if integrity and perfection is impossible, like eliminating our triggers <laughs> to be <laughs> dust and gone may also be impossible, but I don't think it's a bad thing for it to be that way.
0: I love that. Yeah. yeah. Beautifully said. Yeah.
1: It's so, um, we ask everybody on the podcast where they put themselves in the powerful lady scale. If zero is average everyday human and 10 is the <sighs> most powerful lady possible, Where do you put yourself on average? And you know, where do you put yourself today?
0: I love that. That's so. Funny. I mean, I just I I have the flash upon this um, acting exercise where you you're you're asked in a group to put yourself according to status. <laughs> so like the how do you consider yourself like the lowest status versus the high status, or, or yeah. sometimes you put a whole, you hold a card to your head with a number and you have to you know by how people are treating you you have to get in line like they're bowing to you like oh I'm a queen or whatever it is. Um, but I when, love when, that exercise. That, it's so interesting and. And it's so triggering because I tell you what, I promise you every time I played that exercise, you know, if I didn't have a card on my head and I was just organizing myself, you better believe I was sadly heading towards like, oh, sort of middle, sort of low, sort of middle, slow. You know, I mean, it's (laughs) it's an incredibly triggering question, right, because Mm -hmm. um, it asks us to stand in. Stand in our power without apology and stand in our power without thinking that it's um, bragging or, um, Mm -hmm. you know, so I would say I'm at this moment in my life that where a lot is culminating and Mm -hmm. where I've worked really hard and where I um, can, can objectively look at my life and say, I've created something that I'm really proud of, and that and I'm helping people. do you know, so mm-hmm. i'm I'm somewhere feeling between five and ten, do you know? Um, and I'm feeling, but at the same time, there are absolutely moments where I'm standing and looking at what's been created and looking at the beauty around me and then feeling like uh, be, tra- traveling to two in an instant, do you know, traveling mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. you know, so I just think it's a complete. Um, fluidity. Women are fluid. Wake mm-hmm. up one day, we're 10, baby, and then to the next <laughs> day, we're like 2.5 at the top, you know? So yeah, uh, it for me, it's just, yeah, such a continuum.
1: Yes. I I look forward to maybe when we hit 500 episodes, giving this to some psychology department and they can evaluate everyone's responses (laughs) because it's so different, right? And to be asking women who are accomplished and successful and, you know, they had some criteria to show that they were powerful to get here, right? And it's amazing to me, the variety of answers and logic behind it. Like it's such a insight into, and I bet if I gave all the episodes to you, you could probably guess, like, who's where, because you're like, oh,
0: I know that, I know that. Well, again, I, d- I also think it's a, you know, uh, a scale like that is almost a masculine scale, like, because again, mm-hmm. like, what what are we together? What are you and I together? What's this conversation yeah. together? What are we at? Oh, we're good. We're at an eight together, you know, or whatever yeah. it is, you know? Yeah. Um, so there's something that um, is so inclusive about the divine feminine energy that um, mm-hmm. I think is I have a hard time leaving that behind as well. Mm-hmm, but
1: mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's um, similar as well to the linear versus the map thinkers, right? Like I'm a yeah. linear thinker. Yeah. Like, so when when people ask for a mind map, I'm like, yeah, cool. Let's do that as a first brainstorm. But like, we can't live in a mind map. Like, like there's no, <laughs> like it almost gives me a panic attack, right? And I think... That the the fluidity and the scale and the perspective matter so much. Like, what's a 10? I don't know. Like, what's $10,000? Yeah. What's a million? I don't know. It's where you're looking from.
0: You must have you're strong like, Virgo and strong Sagittarius. That's my, my, I'm thinking, I want to look at your chart at some point. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Virgo is so loves yeah. the, the the numbers and the minutiae and the mm-hmm. like, like getting it organized. And then the Sagittarius is yeah. the coach and the runner and the encourager mm-hmm. and the uplifter and the visionary. And the Sagittarius yeah. says, this is where we're going. And the Virgo like, and here is how we will exactly get there. Yeah. And the Libra says, and we'll <laughs> yes. do it with a lot of grace and beauty and joy, you know. So, I'm I'm curious.
1: <laughs> I love it. No, I would love I would love to to do uh, some individual work with you because I I'm just curious, right? Learning's my favorite thing, so uh, I think it's really fascinating. Um, and oh, what did, that reminded me of, I've lost it. It's okay. It's, It'll come yeah. back. <laughs> um, So for everyone who is fascinated about the work you do and what you're up to and how you could transform them, What's next? Where can they follow you? How do they connect with you? What's available to them to get involved and have some Heidi sprinkle dust on them? Oh,
0: That's amazing. Well, um, every day I write on Instagram at Heidi Rose Robbins. Every day I post a moon note for the last three and a half years, and that's a good place to start. Also, my website is HeidiRose.com, and that takes you many places. But one of the cool places you can start is getting a little snapshot of your sun, moon, and rising sign. And I have a little team of astrologers that I've trained that d- that create an audio for you of your sun, moon and rising. And it's beautiful and it's totally insightful and you get a much better sense of just, you know, are you, are you just a Libra or what else is going on? You know? So that's another really cool and affordable place to start. And, um, I do retreats and listen to my podcast, yeah. The Radiance Project. I'm always talking to fascinating people, and we're always exploring their astrology, which is so much fun, you know, because you're like, yeah. you learn about what they do. Oh, she's a coach, and she does this, and then we look at the astrology mm-hmm. to see how it's reflected.
1: Yeah, amazing. Well, it has been so stimulating and fun to have this conversation Say Thank you for being a yes to the powerful ladies. Thank you for being a yes to me. And I'm sure we will have you on again because this will just generate a hundred more questions than I'm sure the community and I have, Um, but it really has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Total joy. Thank you, Carol.
1: (laughs) Thank you for listening to today's episode. All the links to connect with Heidi are in our show notes at thepowerfuladies.com forward slash podcast. There you can also leave comments and ask questions about this episode. That's the place to tell me your favorite part and what you got. Want more Powerful Ladies? Come join us on Instagram at PowerfulLadies. There you can also find some free downloads to start being powerful today. Subscribe to this podcast and help us connect with more listeners like you by leaving us a five-star rating and review. If you're looking to connect directly with me, please visit CaraDuffy.com. I would like to thank our producer, composer, and audio engineer, Jordan Duffy. Without her, this wouldn't be possible. You can follow her on Instagram at Jordan K. Duffy. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, I hope you're taking on being powerful in your life. Go be awesome and up to something you love.